0: Welcome. Today is the trade deadline. Today is the, the day we've all been waiting for NBA land. Um, coming at you from the ESPN LA studios in beautiful downtown LA. <laughs> so, I have the jump over my head on two TVs inside the studio here. And I am going to react to everything that I see. And I will post this right away. Okay, this is going to be a post. We're going to do this right away. We're going to break it. Um, So, Clint Capella going to Minnesota. Alec Burks and Dan Robinson III. They are leaving Golden State and heading to and are heading to Philadelphia. But the one that I think everybody should be talking about is the one that just broke about less than an hour ago. And that is Andrew Wiggins is going to is going to Golden State and Andrew and it sends Andrew Wiggins to Golden State and that sends D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota. If you don't remember or not, if you don't remember, that was talked about as a potential landing spot for D'Angelo Russell over the summer. So. Yeah, and the Rockets send forward Jordan Bell to Grizzlies for Bruno Caboclo, which is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's a stupid, stupid trade because um, it does nothing for anyone. I, I'm not a big fan of the trade that just went down with Golden State in Minnesota because I don't think that helps you in, in any way. I don't know. who which one's bet? Which one is better, Andrew Wiggins or D'Angelo Russell? I'm not a fan of either one. I've watched a lot of the of, of both, and I'm just like I don't like the fits either way. Um, but just a just at a pure like win, just it's a pure trade. No, um, the Warriors move 3.1 below luxury tax, which is exactly what they were trying to do. Wiggins has 122 million left on deal. He has four years left, which is crazy. They traded someone with four years left. That doesn't usually happen. Normally at this time of year, you want expiring deals or someone with like a year left or something, someone else you could spend. So obviously they know, They know, obviously Golden State is content at at keeping, the, at keeping Andrew Wiggins for the long haul. Because if you're not content in doing so, probably wouldn't do it. Um, so I'm going to talk about... So <laughs> the Knicks fired their president. Okay, pretty epic showdown between the Lakers for Marquis Morris with the clippers. And it would they'd have to okay, so next trade, Hawks received Sky LeBoussier from Portland for cash. Which is something that, um, it <laughs> here's the thing about about Atlanta. They didn't have any big men. So this is they don't Portland doesn't have Portland is it, Portland's been getting rid of guys left and right, it seems like. And so Portland isn't content with the roster that they have. Um, Miami gets um, Andre Gudala for Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill, um, which I find very interesting and intriguing. Now Miami just isn't wasn't isn't a mark isn't a place I was expecting. But then I but then I realized, well, um, it's probably not an awful thing because think about it. Miami is trying to use Jimmy Butler was using Jimmy Butler as a springboard for something else. So I, given Andre Iguodala's age. I don't think this is necessarily something in the, for in the lo- a long-term solution, um, but this is just proves that Miami is a place where guys want to be, um, and that's just what this is going to prove. Now, it's a trade, so Iguodala didn't really get a choice. But we the funny thing is, though, we have been hearing Lakers and Clippers for months about Iguodala and nothing has, nothing ever transpired. Which, I'm okay with. I I, I I heard that trade and I went, why? But then I thought about it for a second. The Lakers don't really have a need for him. They don't. The Clippers would, but they'd have to send out Montrose Harrell in order for that to happen. Or Zubats, and we know the Clippers have expressed interest in trading for Zubats because they don't think he is the long-term solution. I don't either. I don't either. But here's the thing. I saw Vita Zubats play amazing um, during the late when the Lakers played the Warriors last Christmas. So I know last season. So I know that there's something in there. It, it, it just isn't something that you're going to see night after night. And some people are like, when the Lakers traded him to the Clippers, so many people were like, well, you can't trade him now. We just saw what he could become. But did you hear Did you hear the word you just used? Use used the word become. And that's not the Lakers don't really have a big window here. And so they have to... The Clippers don't necessarily do either. And so, you know, I really feel like some people in Clipper circles don't want to say this. But there's a chance that they are using this as a wash year. Because they don't have the... They don't, they just don't have the um, the chemistry built up yet within the current roster to I think for this for them to succeed this year because Kawhi might be is hurt we know that the severity we don't know but we know he's dealing with something right but we also know. That it's not that's not it's not uncommon for him to sit just for any reason whatsoever. So basically, as many as many games as Kawhi has missed, he's he's we've lost the ability to be able to take these injuries injuries with him seriously. Because if you're hurt as much and you well that's fine, but you, have, you either play or you don't. Um, may, maybe you're better off not you know you either hurt or not maybe you're better at maybe it's better if you don't like maybe it's better if you just don't play like I mean I just take a year off and it will be a wash at this point because every the Clippers are having injury issues and everybody's dropping like flies it's not, this team is not exactly built for the long haul if that's the case You just invested your money into injury-prone dudes who, for all we know, are not those guys. It just doesn't seem like this is going to work well for them. I understand why um, they want this to, why this is what they want. I get it. The issue is is that if you invest your money into players with injury issues, I don't know what you can expect at the end of the day. Like, I don't, I don't know how that changes. Okay. So, um. Anyway, I just feel very con- con- confident about the Lakers and what they're and and what it looks like is going to happen. I'm very confident because I look at that roster and I go, "That's built for a championship. That's built for something." The Clipper roster isn't built for anything. So whenever I hear people make the argument whenever I make the argument and I and someone says someone makes the argument to me and they say "Well, Clipper, the Clippers are better right now." No they're not. Because we haven't seen the Clippers at full strength and long enough go. Like we don't hell, Patrick Beverly just got hurt last night again. So it's like what is that? What is that? Like what like, what can you expect out of that team? I would say nothing at this point. They have made it incredibly hard for us to expect anything out of them. Because they we don't know who's going to play night after night. And we also don't know who's going to get hurt the next night either. So, obviously, this is going to come down to strength and, condition, and conditioning. Like it or not. Um, this is going to come down to strength and conditioning, and what team is able to um, be be together for the long haul. That's what this is going to end up being. And the Clippers, you cannot you cannot limp to the playoffs. Okay, you can't you can't limp to the playoffs. Okay, okay. right now they would be limping to the playoffs. Okay. The Lakers are on, a, on the fast track and they're out and they're out there kicking kicking ass. They're out there busting everybody, beating everybody by a ridiculous amount. So the, there's just an element of well, why? why why don't I like the Clippers? Why don't I why don't I like what they're doing? <laughs> it's because I've been in the building and I know, for their games and I know that they can't take over the city, <laughs> so so there was a there was a serious question over the summer that some people were floating around, and people were debating whether or not would it, will, would, will, would this ever become a Clippers town? And I and I say no because the Clippers have to prove that they can win. The Clippers have to prove that they can win a championship, and until then. Nobody's going to take that seriously. You have you have to win first, before um, before you're taken seriously in this town. And the Lakers have won, so people take them seriously, and they in and, and there's a culture, there's something there. The Clippers are still building whatever they have, um, and a lot of people say to me, well, don't the Clippers are don't the Clippers already have it? No, they don't, because if Paul George has been hurt. Kawhi Leonard has been hurt. Load management, or whatever it may be, no matter if they're hurt or not, they haven't played. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Okay, until we see a complete team on the court for them, which we have not seen, we can actually make the case. We have not seen a complete team for the Clippers. We don't know what that looks like, do we? So I think I think there's a. It's fair to say that maybe. People were wrong about the clippers let's hold on we it's a, it's the middle of February hold on we got a half a, have a half a half a season to go yet so let's see but I, I just look at this and I go no no because the clippers are not consistent enough and they woo they lost to the Hawks the, the Lakers the Lakers beat up on them both times. Now, granted, the Clippers beat up on the Hawks when they were when they were here, but because I was I was in attendance for that, I was there, and I saw how Paul George went off against the Hawks. I saw that, but that's not the performance that we get night after night from them. They don't win by killing somebody; they win by slowly, methodically getting over the hump. They don't win the same way. The Lakers are out there thumping the Spurs, thumping the Spurs on Tuesday night. The Clippers didn't do that. It took them a while. So there's just this element of, why Why should I take this seriously? And and, and my question is, and my answer is no. If someone asks me today, should I take... The Clippers seriously until you have a complete team no because one once I, once you have, because you're someone's gonna get hurt So damn, I mean it, it just doesn't seem like It's gonna work. It just doesn't seem like it's gonna work And if it does All you can tweet me yell at me on Twitter. I don't care. I'm just saying that it just looks so unlikely right now if anybody asks me, who's who needs a, 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 a trade more right now? It's the Clippers. Because the Clippers don't have the playoff-ready pieces at their disposal consistently the way the Lakers have. LeBron and AD have missed games, but they but their team is able to rally without them, and they don't need them as much. That Clipper team needs Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to be successful. They need each other in a different way. Um, I don't know what um, is going on. Um, I, I watch that, and I go, I understand why people thought about them. Because that group is younger. I get it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So the Grizzlies, in that Miami Heat trade, the Grizzlies receive Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson. (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, Yeah. So so Golden State sends D'Angelo Russell, Amari Spellman, and Jacob Evans to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins. That's a piece of the deal that I think is really strange. Whole deal's strange. Miami receives Andre Gudala, Solomon Hill, and J.A. Crowder from Memphis. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Like, and so Miami it sends Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson to Memphis. Talks have between Miami and Oklahoma City on inclusion of Gallinari in deal. So Oklahoma City doesn't want to get rid of Gallinari, Be, and, and the thing is, <laughs> they don't want to get rid of him because they don't have anybody with that skill set. And hell, if he'll ask to get bought out, but at this point, they're that. Oklahoma City is doing so much better than anyone could have predicted them to do. I don't think that it's a big deal. I don't. I'm not. I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, it just seems so unlikely um, that it just seems so likely, unlikely once Chris Paul was traded there. It just didn't seem that that was going to last. It didn't seem. Like Oklahoma City was invested, it just didn't seem that in that way to me. So I am surprised. Um, I would like to say that maybe um, we were wrong about what Oklahoma City was at the time, and now we can all eat crow <laughs> because Oklahoma City just. Surprise the shit out of us, and I don't think anyone expected that to happen. Jacob Evans and Amari Spillman, yeah. I mean, that's such a Minnesota get-back. Minnesota just wants these young dudes, and then they can stash them, and they, you know, like it's just such a, it's just such a, a, a move. It's just a Minnesota move. Like they, they have to get older. They have to get older, and you would think that. That's what they would want to do over the summer. The problem is, is that they're not good enough right now to get older. In order order to, I just don't think that they are making a smart move when you think about who, when you think about who and you think about, but it just touch on seem like it makes a ton of sense for Minnesota. I don't know. Um, I don't like it for either team. I don't personally. But I guess if you're on the if you're if you're if you're Minnesota, you don't really have a clock. I guess it's okay. Because Minnesota is that, is that is a place where I don't think they can win a whole lot in their market because nobody wants to play there. It's, it's like negative deg- negative five degrees out there every every night. In the winter, so nobody's going to want to play there. They can't attract anybody, so this was their best chance. That's my chance. And that's their chance, and I, And today was their chance. And today, they have really, really... They've really done something it didn't look like they were going to be able to do because of the amount of money in Andrew Wiggins' deal. But guess what? They proved all this wrong. A lot of money on that deal. Um, they proved all of us wrong, um, and I know that's really hard to, to hear. But yeah, guess, guess what? I mean, I'm not a, a believer in D'Angelo or Andrew Wiggins. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy about either one. Um, um, and to me, it just looks as if it just looks so unlikely that that'll work out for either one. Which it does. Maybe we'll see... Maybe we'll see... Something change with, with Andrew Wiggins. But I just don't. I, I that Right now we won't. We'll have to wait a year. Right now we won't. Right now we won't. Right now we won't. Um, so I am... So if the Lakers do do a deal, it, it's eleven twelve locally right now, LA time. If they decide to do a deal, they're gonna have to put either KCP, Quinn Cook, and or Troy Daniels in the deal. So offensively, that bench is gonna take a might take a dip. Okay, um, but. The question is: if Marcus Morris? is, Does he fit your culture? Is he someone who fits what you're doing? Because of because of what we know Marcus Morris to be. Um, I, the game I went to against the Clippers, a next Clipper game, he got teed up. So I, is it is it a is it a thing? Yeah. I just know that I just think that maybe in a better situation, obviously, that maybe he. Will he won't be as mad? Like I feel like when you're losing all the time, as a Nick, you your your emotion might come out in anger because you might be like, "Ah shit, we're losing again. I can't believe it." Like that's that's a thing. Like you don't you don't randomly just win um, a game. I mean, that's that's a that's a major 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 thing. So I really don't believe that, um, I just don't believe necessarily in that Marcus Morris will be the Marcus Morris we've seen in New York. I just don't believe that. Someone who can be rather demonstrative and someone who can get he gets teed up a lot and someone who's been ejected. I don't think that's the guy we'll see in a Laker uniform if, if we get that far. Because he just isn't that guy to me. He, in my opinion, he's someone who. Um, he, in my opinion, he's someone who's reacting to the situation that he's in. So that that's that's where I go with this. I I, I take it that way, and I go. Well, maybe he's reacting to the situation he's in because I think anybody who who's seen that Nick, who's seen that that team, and has seen the next play, you would understand how mad he gets. That's a, that's just a weird roster that wasn't intended to be any good. It wasn't intended to work. It wasn't intended to work. Uh, they they knew they were garbage. They knew it. Like it. it they're just pieces of it that just we know doesn't work like there's an element of it that we know is f- is flawed um and to me there's nothing wrong into as to into uh, uh, into assuming that Marcus Morris will become a better teammate if he gets traded i don't think that's wrong i don't at all because if i if i spend all my time losing <laughs> for almost a whole year, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I'm upset. But then we get into this, this the thing that I, that, that, that's how I talk about him. And so this is how you have to phrase it. The, the Clippers offered him money. The Spurs offered him money. He chose to go to the Knicks. Okay. He knew what the situation was. Everyone in the league knows how bad the Knicks are, and how bad they are doing business. So there's no there's no excuse there's no excuse for being mad now because you've already made the bed. Like I don't know why we're mad now. Like I don't understand it. Um, and I and I just don't. And I just look at him and I go, well, what was he? Ex- what you're expecting a bad team to mm-hmm. magically? become a, a winning NBA organization. And and, and, and and that's not who the Knicks are. Now, they, they hired Leon Rose to be their GM. That's why people are wondering if maybe they'll trade for Kuzma. Now, my thing is, Why would the net? Why would the Lakers want to deal with the Knicks? Because doesn't that doesn't that kind of cheapen your asset when you get them back? Because They're not going to trade you the vet. I mean, the problem is you they you want them to throw in Marcus Morris, but they wouldn't. But they're not going to. That's just not all they're going to do. They're going to try to give you someone like an Alonzo Trier or someone like that. I don't know if I want that. I mean, that just speaks... That just reeks of last year. Um, Okay, Cleveland is finalizing a trade for Detroit's Andre Drummond. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. what does that mean for Kevin Love? What does that mean for him? Because I don't know if I could, or Tristan Thompson, because you just got another vet. (laughs) I mean, could we see Detroit? Could we see Detroit asking for Tristan Thompson in return? Maybe a draft pick or something. Could we see that? That seems like a, an opportunity. I mean, that, that just seems like an opportunity to me. That, that, that doesn't that doesn't really mean anything. I just I just think that it's something that to consider. Um, if I if I could think about it, if I'm Andre Drummond, why do I want it? I mean, that's the thing with trade. Is that the organizations are not doing you a favor. Like, these, I mean, we, we, we saw Clint Capella go to Atlanta. We saw Andrew Wiggins go to Golden State. And we saw D'Angelo Russell go to Minnesota. Even though, even though Minnesota had tried to sign them last year, over the summer, but they couldn't make the money work. So, but that's a thing. Like, you don't, it's about the, it's a not about you would think it's about assets and what you're getting back but it's not like it, 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 it's about it sometimes it's about getting cash <laughs> which is what which is what they've been doing oh here we go so Cleveland is officially finalizing a deal now but we don't know what Detroit gets in the deal we have no idea. Um, that'll be interesting. Very interesting. And um, so, I'm just not a believer in Cleveland or Detroit at making those comp- competent decisions. There are another organization. There are another orga- there are some Those are some. Those are two other organizations where decision making has been rather abysmal. Um, Detroit has tried things; they just haven't worked. So we can't really blame them, but we can blame Cleveland. You hired John Beeline, someone who someone who's 65 years old, and who has never coached an NBA team in his life, and is coaching a team that, on paper, is table is table scrap shit. There's there's nothing about what Kobe Altman and Dan Gilbert are doing that make any sense. Dan Gilbert is a cheap-ass owner. He didn't want to... This is a a real thing, though. He... there's There's a... He has tried to not hire... He has tried to not hire coaches with NBA experience because he didn't want to pay them. That's a that's a real thing. And He also really loves the college atmosphere. So that's another reason why he 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 hired John Beilein. He had, he's been he tried to go after Tom Izzo, one of the last openings they had, and that didn't that didn't go anywhere because no one wants to no one's going to no one who has any clout in the NBA no one's going to want that job cuz it's a thankless job Dan Gilbert wants to win but he doesn't have the pieces to do it doesn't even have the coach to do it so I'm just not a believer in what Cleveland has been doing now Detroit they've tried okay isn't isn't really panning out for them, but you can say that there were there were ideas that sounded interesting at the time, okay? Like Derrick Rose, I didn't know why this why Derrick Rose wanted to go there. It didn't make any sense to me. There are just guys who play in small markets and never leave, okay? And their and their names are Mark Mark. In their one of their name is Markif Morris, um, and someone. And Ursan Silva Um, there are and they're just guys who just don't, who just don't, who just don't get a, who don't who don't attract big markets. that's that, that just what happens. Um, and I, and I consider Detroit a small market in the NBA because they can't attract anybody, even if they wanted to. Even if they wanted to. They can't really attract anyone. So, we know that Cleveland likes to make deals. They're just not good at the execution of it. Okay? They're not good at it. We know that's what they want to do, but they're not great at it. But they're not great at the execution and keeping it up. Um, that, that's a that's a thing that happened happens a lot. Um... They're just not good at Okay. So The Clippers have reportedly agreed to send Marcus Morris to, to the Clippers have reportedly agreed to trade to, to trade for Marcus Morris. The issue is, is that I don't. I don't know if I even like it for them. I mean, it it depends on what you get, okay? I don't. I don't really want it. Marcus Morris is not the someone who I wanted the Lakers to have because I just don't know what he does for you. Um, but I'm just not a biggest uh, um, Marcus Morris fan in the world. I'm just not, um, and I'm not even a fan of his brother either, really. Um, but the Lakers did. I would have been fine with that. I just, I just. I just don't. I just don't, I, the funny thing about a trade deadline, um, right now, and the deals that are going on right now, <laughs> two of those deals could have been done in free agency, but they didn't happen, so that, so that's what makes me laugh, is that two of these deals could have happened in free agency, but they didn't happen, okay. So essentially, what some of these players are, what's really, what's happening is, is that some teams have had interest in these players since the summer. And so we know that what the teams are doing is they're following up with the current, with the, with the, with the particular player's current team, and they're, that's what we're seeing. We're really seeing that happen. We're, re- we're really seeing a parallel to the summer in this Agents in, in this trade in this trade deadline in this year's trade deadline um, because we just there are just elements of it that just seem the same um, it just seems very similar right now with that D'Angelo Russell shit and the and the Marcus Morris and uh, yeah it just seemed very similar to me. And the, and the and those are deals that could have been done, um, in the in the in the off season, but they just for some reason never materialized. Um, but they could have been done. There were talks, and they just never happened. But in my my opinion is, is that maybe maybe that's just what we'll see in free agents in in in, free in general. You know, maybe we'll see that. You know, maybe that something will happen. Is there a chance in the next 30 minutes we will see more? I say hell yeah. Bring it on is what I say. Um, does the Lakers, do, do the Lakers get into any deal? That's a tough one. Because the, 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 rumored, play, the rumored players, that the Lakers were looking at. Maybe Spencer Dinwiddie, but the other ones just don't move the needle for me. Um, Alonzo Trier, no, no. Um, and they they swung off on Iguodala, they missed on Igudala. and they swung and missed on Marcus Morris. So maybe maybe they're okay with this roster as it is today. Maybe they make a move. I don't know. Um, but it just seems as if it's going to, once you get to like the 10 minute, once you get to 10 minutes left, it's going to become a very, it's going to become obvious that they won't make deals. Oh, yep. Um. Andre Drummond is going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. There is no, there is no um, word for sure as to what Cleveland is what De- is what Detroit gets back in the deal. Um, but that's crazy. It's crazy. Um, there are. We've talked about DeAndre Andre Drummond on here before. I don't think people are surprised. Um, I just look at, you know, what's really, what's going on. I don't think there's anyone surprised about it. Um, I, I just look at this and I go, why? Um, like, I don't, I don't know. Some of these deals just don't make a ton of sense to me today. Um, but I could, I think Portland, I think Detroit was, was trying to get off of Andre Drummond, and they didn't really care like, where he went. Like we're noticing that. I think teams are so desperate to get off these dudes. I don't think they care where they send them because if you cared, Cleveland ain't the place, folks. You can, you can imagine. You can imagine what he feels right now. Ah, shit! I from Detroit to Cleveland. God damn it! You can imagine what is going on right now. You can imagine what how they feel right now. You can really imagine that. Um, that that isn't that isn't a thats isn't. I'm not being wrong. I don't think I'm wrong for saying it. I also know that there's also an element of just. The Knicks are being the Knicks, and you have to kind of you kind of have to accept what it is. And the Cavaliers just—they know they can't attract anything in free agency, other than Brand, other than Brandon Knight and and fucking—I mean Dante Exum. That's who. That's literally what they've been able to attract recently, either in free agency or trade. The issue is, is that. That doesn't move the needle. Um, so Cleveland is in a is in a shithole now, where they have to figure out which one of those young guys are gonna are, are you are gonna hit or have hit, and they have to figure out who it's gonna be. And uh, you know you have to figure out who it is. And we've talked so much about the issues in New York, and when it comes to. That would have actually done a lot for the Knicks. That Andre Drummond thing would have really helped them. I'm surprised if that didn't that they didn't consider it. that that would have really helped them. I mean, if you it would, question is, do you have anything that De- De- Detroit wants? You really don't. But let's be frank here. Either either does Detroit. Um, like you could say that. Well, when I hear what I I was expecting. In the Andre Drummond deal, I was expecting Detroit to get Tristan Thompson back. I was expecting it. But no word yet on what's going on with that either. Because Tristan Thompson, if Kevin Love doesn't want to be there, Tristan Thompson can't possibly want to be there. And here's the thing. Kevin Love, you have to sweeten the pot. Kevin Love, you have to add you have to add shit in order to make in order to want to take that on. Because nobody wants to take that on. His body is shot. No one's going to take that on unless you do something. Unless you add something more interesting, people aren't going to just, people aren't running for for Kevin Love at this point in time. And I know it seems crazy to think that. It seems crazy, but behavior matters. Like, I don't I don't know if we've if 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 we've ever talked about this but like every every GM has NBA league pass at home and they're watching game after game after game and they are paying attention to things that they might not have paid attention to before cuz everything is so available so when Kevin Love went off on John Beeline, if anybody wanted them in the tra- if anyone wanted them before the trade deadline, obviously that might have set some teams back and went, ah shit, we don't want that. I mean that's just what it is. Um, there are there that's just what happens in, in regards in regards to having everything be open out in the open now. That's what's gonna happen, and maybe. And maybe, the the and maybe somebody would have wanted Kevin Love. I don't know, but I know that they've had some real issues. And it's been really slow traction for Kevin Love recently. Um, so Kevin Love might even ask for a buyout. He might. We don't know. We don't know. The cat. I mean, just all I can say to Andre Drummond is good luck, dude. I mean, if if, if you're. You can't possibly feel that good about joining them. Um, I mean, I, I... I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I would have... I would have thought... Kevin Love... I mean, if you don't want to be in Cleveland, why would you want to be in Detroit? Is my, is my question. So that's probably, you know... Kevin Love is probably thinking, good you know but but what if you have DeAndre if you have Andre Drummond why do you keep saying DeAndre I have no idea but if you have Andre Drummond I don't know if you need Kevin Love or, and or Tristan Thompson like one of them needs to go because the writing is on the wall for Kevin Love you're going to have to buy him out okay someone's going to have to buy his ass out but they probably won't based on what I just explained so they're screwed at this you have to buy them out. You have you have to do something. You have, you, you have to do something because that whole thing isn't going to work. The Kevin the Kevin Love thing in Cleveland is over, and that and them trading for Andre Drummond is the sign. Is the sign? Um, the fact that they are trading for DeAndre Drummond told me all I need to know, and it told and it tells me that. Um, they they really want Kevin Love out of there, but they can't they can't do anything if no one's giving them it. If if no one wants them, they can't force what they can't force it because they don't have anything to sweeten it with. There's um, some if I mean they don't. Um, what are you gonna do? Say give me no no. One. Larry Nance is someone who I could consider. I could see them adding to it. But you don't really need, but position enough. Um, I just could see them adding Larry Nance and being like, "Here," you know, that could be a name that someone would throw in there. But they, but you can't, but it can't be Darius Garland or Colin Sexton because you can't, you can't quit that quick. You can't quit quick, quit that quick on them. Even though I don't see a whole lot in there, I don't think Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are that good. I don't, but you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you, you cannot, um, quit on them. You just can't. Um, so, later on, um, I'm going to later on, later on, I'm working the Lakers, um, Rockets game later in the studio. Um, we'll be right back. welcome back it's two o'clock on the west coast and the trade deadline is over it's been over for about two hours now Um, nothing really happened at the end that was any of note I think the team who made the biggest deal for impact reasons is probably the Clippers uh, because The Clippers made a deal that is kind of, kind of a serious job. It's kind of a serious, it's kind of serious because they needed size. Marcus Morris gives you size. Toughness, Marcus Morris gives you toughness. He is the guy who the late who they wanted. He's the guy that has been rumored as of being a target for the Clippers, and so doing. There are two moves today that have a lot to do with why. Okay, there are two moves to, that, that went down today that have a lot to do with missed opportunities over the summer. Number one, D'Angelo Russell, the Minnesota training for, for, for D'Angelo Russell. Number two, the Clippers training for Marcus Morris. So those two moves that I just... That that I just gave you were moves that could have happened over the summer, but they didn't for numerous for numerous reasons. But it would have made a lot of sense for them to happen now, right? Because everybody pays attention to around the league to how disgruntled you are. So they knew that Marcus Morris couldn't have possibly been happy. In New York, no one is. No one. Maybe James Dolan, and that's about it. Nobody is really happy about what's going on in New York. James Dolan, obviously, I think, because he fired his president earlier in the week, so we know he's probably not feeling very good about it. It's just, it's just a feeling that we have in regards to what the Lakers have into what the Clippers don't have. That's the best way to look at it. Lakers have this. Clippers have this. Which one's better? I still give an edge to the Lakers just because of size and the fact that size wins you games. The size is going to win you games if it went out. And we don't know if Marcus Morris has not necessarily ever been anyone who has really Ever since he left Boston, has it really contributed to anyone else? Okay, in a positive way since he left Boston. So I don't believe I believe the Clippers needed a change. Isaiah Thomas is who they who they also got in the deal from the Wizards, the three teamer. Isaiah Thomas is one, who we know what he has, just can't consistent. excuse me, hasn't been able to consistently stay healthy and to put it all together since, since he left Boston. Those were two players who benefited from Boston. They benefited from who Boston is and what amount of culture they have. Boston is a team that needed the Lakers to not do anything. The Clippers needed the Laker the Clippers needed the Lakers not to do anything. So the two teams that are hated most by Laker fans actually put you this way: Boston didn't do anything today and I could have really saw them making a push at Andre Drummond. I could have seen that. We're making a push for Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson, but they didn't do it. Because they don't really have a center. They need more size. Because Daniel Tice and what's his name doesn't win you and Daniel Daniel Tice and and Daniel Tice doesn't win you anything. You start Daniel Tice, you lose him. But um, you you start Daniel Tice, you're not going to win anything. Um, that's not a win, that's not a that's not a starting center who can win on good teams. That just isn't who he is. We know that. You just you can't start him on a contender and win a whole lot of games that way. Um, and the, and Ernest Cantor is another one who I think is better than Tice in a different sense. I also think Ernest Cantor is someone who Boston could have traded and maybe got something for. They didn't. And is, is it is it is it interesting to think that maybe some of these guys are just gonna get bought out, that maybe Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson might just get bought out? Yeah, if you, if you told me yesterday who was getting bought out, and where, and what happens? I would say that. What I would say that they would have been bought out. I would say, yeah, I would have said they would have been they would have been traded today. Well, that's what I would have said. If you asked me in the street and you said, who has a better chance of staying in Cleveland? I would have said Tristan Thompson, totally, just just because of personality and temperament. And I don't think Tristan Thompson is someone who would show you up like that. Kevin Love, that's a, that, that relationship is deteriorating so badly. And I can't, for the life of me, figure out how it's going to go from here. Um, Kevin Love is someone who, you can make the argument, should have been moved in order for Andre Drummond to come there. You could have made the argument, but you can't. It didn't happen. So when a lot of people were like, well, Kevin Love should go. Yeah, he should. But the problem is, you would have, like I said this in the first segment, you would have to sweeten the pot in a way that you would have to you, know, you would have to give and give and give you might even have to throw in a younger piece in there just just to make it okay and um, the pieces who who are going in to, the, the pieces that Detroit is getting back Brandon Knight and, and J- Brandon Knight is the piece that's going back, and so is... Um... There's someone else. I'll, I'll think of the name later. But it just... That's not... size why they're screwed, too. Because they don't have a backup big man. Well, they do with Thon Maker. Thon Maker has to now play 35 minutes a night now. <laughs> because Thon Maker is not... Thon Maker isn't that athletic. He doesn't, he can't really move. He, you know, you, you can't, it's just such a weird situation that they're in now. It's a situation that was purely meditated. They could have, they, they could have done, it's just, team could have is a difficult term to use when it comes to a team and that shitty of a market. A, a, what you could have done is different than what you're going to do. Okay? I would like to believe that, the, that Detroit has a plan this summer. Uh, what they're going to be able to do to attract another center. The problem is they, there's no one out there. But you'd have to buy them out. Um, they're Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love. And Tristan um, Thompson, Kevin Love are available, but you have to buy them out. They're available, but you have to be you have to have the, the availability to do so. Within the cap and within your roster construction. They probably don't have it. They probably don't have it. Um, they They probably don't have the ability to do that um, in the way that we would like to see. Um, We all want these teams to be better. We all do. It's just it's gonna take certain in certain places, it just takes a lot longer. And Detroit is one of those places. So it just takes longer. That's why when they won that championship in 2004, people were like, Oh my God! It's because they knew they weren't gonna get one for for twenty plus years, maybe thirty after that. So that that's a major issue. It's I understand how Detroit fans feel today. They're like, well, we're gonna be we're we we're, we're not gonna be any good. But guess what? You're not good now. So what? So what changes it? What? what What moves could have been made? Oh, John Henson is being sent to Detroit as well. That's right. but it just you just get the feeling that maybe Detroit has to tear this shit down uh, they but they can't because Blake Griffin's hurt and he takes up a lot of money, and Detroit had to move Andre Drummond because they knew he wasn't gonna stay there, so they had to move him. And whoever, and, and, they, and Detroit doesn't have to give up much, do they? Detroit doesn't really have to give up a whole lot, do they, to do this? So guess what? Detroit, Detroit, is, Detroit is mad that they probably had to do it. But they're, in a way, they're probably happy because in the summer, you have to have, you just have to be able to make that, you just have to get rid of the expiring deals when you know, when you know, when you know they're not going to come back. That's the thing. They knew that that Andre Drummond... I keep saying DeAndre. Why do I keep saying that? They knew that Andre Drummond is not going to come back. Okay? Now, the question that we all have, and I'm sure that a lot of people have this question, is it even... (laughs) Does Cleveland stand a chance at re-signing him? I say no. I'm going to say hell no. Actually, because they have to, they'd have to change how they do business, because there's no, there's nothing there's there's not a whole lot of, that separates them from the Detroit Pistons. Okay, so if 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 Detroit knows he didn't want to sign with them, then why would Cleveland assume he would sign with them? It makes no, it just doesn't make any difference really. Andre Drummond is probably going to. To leave Cleveland in the summer, we know that. Where he goes, who knows? Once Clint Capella was in went to went to Atlanta, it took Atlanta out of the running for Clint Capella, because you don't need two of the same dude. You just don't need them. Um, and I and I don't and I'm not one who believes that the Lakers needed a big man. They don't. Um, they have Anthony Davis, they have Javille McGee, and Dwight Howard. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. It's better than any of that's more size than most teams have on their rosters, let alone one position at one position. So I'm good with that. The Kyle, the Kyle Kuzma thing, I thought was going to pick up steam once it was announced that. In, that New York signed his former his former agent to, to a president to a, hired him to be president it I really thought that was good that there was a chance for that happening I thought we were I thought the Lakers might get like a Dwayne we take a Alonzo Trier Dwayne D- D- Dwayne Dotson uh, signed. I thought that's what the type of tree we would have gotten or maybe a Taj Gibson or something but quite frankly, I think we're all good, better for it. I think that the Lakers are better for not doing it. Um, I think all this does is make them, I think what this does is make a, the Darren Collison thing a real thing. Because now, the Clippers, I didn't think wanted them, I didn't think the Clippers were an option for for Darren Collison anyway, because I heard that Doc and Darren Collison didn't get along. So there, there isn't a chance that that would ever and now they don't need them. Now they don't really have the roster spot because they have, they had, they, they have one spot. But I don't, I wouldn't spend it on that if I were the Clippers. I would spend it on maybe somebody like um, Tristan Thompson or something. That's what I would have done. That's what I would do. And then figure out what you're going to do about Montres Montres Harrell over the summer. Think about uh, in the offseason. Think about what you're going to do about that. If that's a, that's a cloud that's looming over them. Is do you extend Montrose Harrell, or do you just or because I was I kind of expected Viza Zubat or Montrose Harrell to go, uh, because excuse me, but they couldn't because they don't they didn't trade for another center. But I, I could see Tristan Thompson being on the buyout market. And I could see the Clippers jumping at the chance. Because I, I could just really see that happening. Does Kevin Love get a buyout? That's a question. That's a that's a very interesting question. Does Kevin, does Kevin Love get a buyout? If you're going to buy somebody out, doesn't it have to be someone who wants to go to a certain place? Like, don't you kind of, isn't kind of, we know that Kevin Love would love to go to Portland. We know that. The problem is is that Hassan Whiteside is there. You'd have to either cut him or buy him out, which wouldn't be that hard for Portland to do. The problem is I don't think Hassan Whiteside has any takers. I, I don't think Hassan Whiteside has any takers uh, in regards to that. Um, it just doesn't look possible right now um, the clippers traded a younger dude who we don't really know much about um, just for straight cash just for cash um, it, it wasn't really that big of a deal I didn't think um, the one the, the deal of I the team I think who won the trade deadline today is the clippers i I really believe that the deal that they struck the deal that they struck is exactly what they needed and like I said some of these deals are premeditated some of these deals are premeditated when it comes to what the reports were the first few days of agency, which was that Minnesota was trying to get D'Angelo and they weren't having any luck. Um, the Clippers were trying to get Marcus Marcus Morris and they had no luck. So it just all comes full sort full circle now, as to who is it's just everybody's paying attention to the, the the situation those players were in and I just think that that's what happened. I think the Clippers were paying attention to. Situation that Marcus Morris was in, like, well, we can't wait to do anything. We can't wait to. We can't. We can't wait to trade for him, but they knew he didn't want to be there. If I don't, if I don't want to be somewhere, doesn't it make it easy to just trade? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Because the trading at this time of year is the only way you can get out. Um, you know, buyout is kind of difficult to orchestrate. Um, it's not as easy. You have to have the money, and you have to have the roster spot, or in order to buy, in order to buy somebody out. I think the Lakers are going to consider. This is just a feeling I have. They're going to, they're going to obviously, they obviously become the favorite for Darren Collison um, because. They didn't, the Lakers didn't do anything today and what they did today changes the, changes their odds okay what they did today changes their changes their odds as to what is coming up okay there's a new there's a new news blur about there now. The Clippers waived Isaiah Thomas, so Isaiah Thomas is now out there, floating around. If anybody wants him, I don't. Here's the thing: the Clippers really don't need him. He doesn't. There's nothing about Isaiah Thomas the past couple years that actually makes you believe he can contribute and stay healthy for a longer period of time. There's that's not what this is about. Isaiah Thomas is someone who injuries has been a joke. Um, everything is it's a joke right now and they need to be able to to maximize everybody's potential and Isaiah Thomas doesn't exactly do a whole lot in regards to that. And he doesn't he just says it doesn't say healthy he hasn't played that many minutes. He's been he, he played a decent amount of minutes in with the Wizards because they they just didn't have enough talent to win games night tonight. They've been having they've been having injury. They've been that little stay healthy the team all year. Um, Mo Wagner just came back on Monday night. Um, it's just and Rui Hachimura just came back from injury, so they really were playing him a lot of minutes, at like a one, at the one or the two, and it was it was crazy. I I'm just I'm not a a a I'm just I'm not a believer that the that the Clippers are the team people believe they are, and I don't know if that I don't I don't know what else they can do. I even though we've heard people say, well this just makes them better than Lakers. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Marcus Morris has never run a ring. I put a lot of stock in your career and the, and the trajectory trajectory of your career. More than a lot of people do. Um, and so I look at Marcus Morris and I go, well, why did he choose New York in the first place? Why would you do that? But then I think about money and the amount of money he hasn't really earned that's enough that's enough um you haven't really underst you haven't really um yeah he hasn't really maximized his, his career like I don't really believe he hasn't really maximized himself and going to new York is a, is a is a obvious just makes that up o- more obvious as the day goes on as the year goes on The the Knicks are in a terrible spot. They can't, they're screwed. It's over for the Knicks. Um, It's been over since this, it's been over since last, it's been over since D'Antoni left them. I'll I'll be brutally honest. Um, They had one good year of D'Antoni and then it just went down the the toilet Um, and never really, never really um, did anything after that. I'm not a believer in the, in what the in what the Knicks are trying to do, because they need help constructing a roster next summer. And the problem is, free agency crap is bullshit. Comes the summertime. So I was here doing free agency last year, and it was amazing. Um, all the news that was coming out and how quick it all came, all that. Nothing. not Not. Nothing's happening this year. Like, that's not, that's not the fragency we're in this year. We're going to be in a long slog. It's going to slow everything down. And it just, you know, it's just it's going to slow it all down. Do I still give the Lakers a, a edge over the Clippers? Yes. Uh... I mean it's unreal. It's unreal all these trades happen today and it just I don't know. I just I just can't believe that the Houston the Houston got broke broke bro, 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 bro. Bruno Caboclo who is pure garbage. You know that. there's no other word to explain who just how bad Bruno Caboclo is. Um, but once again, he's a small market player who, when I call a small mar- market player, I'm referring to someone who likes to just just have a tendency to sign on, on just have a tendency to get signed by teams who are either rebuilding or are going to lose a lot in the coming I, my my thoughts on today were some interesting moves happened. Very interesting. Were they earth-shattering other than the Andre Drummond? Probably not. Maybe Marcus Morris changes the fortune for the Clippers. Maybe, Maybe he does. We don't know for sure if that's the case. Because Marcus Morris, I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that. Just don't know. He can provide toughness and he's a slasher. So that so that's another thing. He's a he's tough and he's a slasher. Um so yeah. He's tough and he's a slasher. So so he'll, he'll, it'll be easier to, to he's tough and he's a slasher, so if anything happens injury wise with Paul George, I think it'll make more sense. Um, or Kawhi Leonard, we already know there's we already know their stuff there, don't we? Um, so, pretty um, difficult uh, to understand what it's going on. Um, so to get back to it, um. The Lakers play the Rockets tonight. Um, I don't know if if Robert Covington will be with them tonight. We have not; we're not sure if Robert Covington is there. Um, they, I mean, there that's a small team. That's that's such a small team, folks, that you can't trust that. I mean, oh my god. I mean, it it is going to be so bad, so bad. That roster is so small, Um, and I I I just am not a believer in that roster, and um, I just don't know about it. The Rockets are so small now that what the what what AD and LeBron are going to do tonight, they're going to just jostle them and like move them around, and bam, (laughs) that is just that's what's happening tonight. Uh, because that that is the type of thing that just seems to happen over and over and over again um, yeah so that's the la- that's that's it for this episode thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe rate and review.